0: Hello and welcome back to Football Chance and Rants with the Plants with me Lauren I'm me, Graham. And yes, we are Dad and Daughter. And I suppose it's a very important or slightly upsetting episode to say that this is going to be our last Football Chance and Rants with the Plants episode. Uh, I can actually confirm, Dad, that it's our 88th episode. Can you believe we started all the way back in January 2020? Wow. And yeah, since since we started, obviously a lot's happened. You've become a granddad and uh, retired or not quite retired? Not quite. Not quite retired. So it just seems like the right time now. It's obviously a big commitment to do it every weekend and it's just something we can't quite um, commit to at the moment. But that means we're going to do a final episode and basically it's coming towards the end of the season maybe just over halfway, and uh, we're going to have our final say on what we think is going to be the final end of the table from the Premier League, and then you're going to do the National League um, as well. So we're going to look at what we think is going to be the final top two or top three places, as well as a relegation battle and who we think is going to go down. So we're going to look at the Premier League first, Dad. I've gone for Man City.
1: Uh, I've gone for Liverpool.
0: Ooh, I thought you were saying Man City the other day. What's made you change your mind? Uh,
1: City just look a bit uh, flaky. Um, still haven't got a centre forward, so I, don't know. I think teams seem to be better at defending against. And they were lucky ish to beat Everton. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is twelve games left for, the, for Liverpool, thirty-six points to play for. So you know, it's a lot a lot of points still on the table.
0: I've put that um, on my piece of paper here. That the big match to look forward to is Sunday the tenth of April, Man City versus Liverpool. Uh, is it too much to say that that could be the decider? Uh,
1: No, I think there'll be uh, lots of points, obviously, lots of of points to play for in between.
0: Well, I've gone Man City, you've gone Liverpool, relegation battle, Um, I've gone for Norwich... Yeah, uh, yeah, Norwich yeah. Norwich, I've gone for Watford. Yeah, me too. And it was very close this last one. I've gone for Brentford.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Ooh, yeah. um they've not won an eight. It was very close to them in Leeds. Currently Bielsa still got his job at Leeds, but I I feel like if they were to get rid of him, maybe they might have a bit of momentum from a new manager or it could go the other way. Well that's interesting. We've gone for the same for the relegation from the Premier League in the championship. I've gone for I don't think it's gonna change Fulham and Bournemouth are promoted.
1: I've got the same. I mean, Bournemouth can hardly win, but um, they've still got lots of games in hand and you've got to imagine they'll get some form at some point. So yeah, full on Bournemouth.
0: And the third place, I didn't want to get too sentimental, so we're Blackburn Rovers fans. I'm not, I've am not. i gone for Huddersfield.
1: Uh, I've gone for Sheffield United, who've been on a good run. Uh, just seem to have a bit of uh, spirit about them. Lost yesterday at Millwall, but... Um, yeah, I've gone Sheffield United, but Huddersfield probably uh, in the playoffs with them, perhaps.
0: Yeah, well, that's interesting. I just thought that they obviously have been in the Premier League like Sheffield United. So just having that experience and I suppose we don't want to get too excited about Blackburn Rovers ourselves. And the relegation, it doesn't seem to be too many teams really in the relegation battle so much. I think Peterborough, the eight points adrift now. I've gone for Peterborough and I've gone for Derby as well.
1: Oh uh, Yeah, the bottom three, Peter Barnsley and Derby. Um, Reading were getting dragged in, but they've got a bit of form now. So
0: Yeah, no, that's what I've gone for as well. League One, again, I don't think too much is going to change with one and two. I've put Rotherham and Wigan automatically going to go up. Yeah, same again. And then third place, it's quite um, quite a lot of teams in and out of form. I've gone for Oxford United.
1: Yeah, I've gone for Sheffield Wednesday, who've um, been in and out of form, They're on decent form at the moment, and uh, big club so yeah, I've gone for Sheffield Wednesday.
0: Oh, okay. And it's very open, really, with the relegation battle in League One. There's 10 points between 16th and 23rd place. So I've gone for, it looks like Crew Alexandra and Doncaster Rovers might be too far adrift. And then I've also gone for Morecambe, and I've gone for Wimbledon.
1: Yeah, I've gone Crew, Doncaster, same Wimbledon, and then Gillingham.
0: Gillingham, Okay. Wimbledon have played two more than the teams around them. So it's quite hard with the table. Mm. And then League Two, um, Forest Green Rovers, I think they're pretty much dead set. They're 66 points. And then second, I've gone for Exeter City.
1: Yeah, I'm tempted with Exeter. They keep, every year they sort of nearly get there, but I've gone for Mansfield, who've had this incredible run yeah. of form. So yeah, yeah And have got a couple of games in and on teams. So yeah, Mansfield.
0: So ha- there's three that automatically go up in League Two. I've gone Forest Green Rovers, Exeter City, and I've gone Mansfield. Who have you gone for your top three?
1: Uh, I've gone Swindon.
0: Ah, okay, right, got you. Because there's only between second and eighth in the table, there's only four points separating them. So League Two is still pretty open. So in League Two, obviously, you've got top three going up. And then for the playoff place in fourth, I've gone for Northampton.
1: Yeah, Northampton.
0: Yeah, they seem like they've got quite a lot of form picking up at the moment. And then relegation battle, um, it seems to be pretty... A drift for Scunthorpe at the bottom, they eight points adrift. And then it's pretty tight. Again, you've got Stevenage, Barrow, Colchester, Carlisle, Oldham, they're all very much in the mix. I've gone for Stevenage to get yeah, relegated.
1: Yeah, I've gone for Stevenage as well, yeah.
0: Nice. They've played 34, so played two more, three more than Oldham's, so a lot of the teams around them. And then what are you saying about the National League?
1: Uh, National League, after a lot of to and fro, and I think Stockport, we've suddenly become six points clear. I think Stockport will win it and um, Wrexham I think they've got all the cash and um, expectations so I think Wrexham will just sneak in some of the other teams around them seem to be dropping valuable points so Stockport and Wrexham and then relegation the bottom three are more or less down anyway the nine points adrift of Aldershot Uh, so Dover who I don't don't even know if they'll get to a positive before the end of the season they're on minus four still Kings Lynn and Weymouth they're the three going down
0: Well, seeing it is our last episode, one of our key features that has been all the way since we started back in January 2020 is Barnet of the Week. So I've put the pressure on and I've said that we've both got to pick our ultimate Barnet of the whole podcast. And there's been some brilliant Barnets that we've had, some reoccurring Barnets. I've gone for a Barnet that I think was really quite a cultural significant moment in football and seemed to impact a lot of people. I've gone for Phil Foden when he dyed his hair blonde. I think if you look at Barnett's across the last couple of years, going back to that Paul Gascoigne look... It seemed to influence a lot of players. Then They they then dyed their hair completely blonde. A lot of kids, not that I'm encouraging kids to dye their hair blondes. Even a lot of adults. Uh, You look at David Beckham, a lot of Beckhams ended it. So I think it was quite a pioneering move from Phil Foden and uh, seemed to get everyone just as excited about the Barnet as we did about the Euros in the summer. So he's going to get my ultimate Barnet of the week. Quite controversial, that, I reckon.
1: Yeah, well, I can't help myself. I'm going to go for Roy Hodgson, of course, who... Even yesterday, on match of the day, he was looking uh, sharper than ever, actually. So a lot of that big bouffant that's normally there had been neatly trimmed. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, he's 70-odd years old. Can't, uh, can't stay away. So Roy Hodgson Barnett of the Year. <laughs>
0: Right, that's it. You can actually still continue to listen back to any of our previous episodes. Uh, Obviously, it's been three seasons that we've been doing this. Any particular episode highlights, Dad? Obviously, we interviewed a certain Gary Mabbott, which people can go back and listen to. That's got to be up there as one of the highlights.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think um, that's definitely my highlight for sure.
0: Yeah, and uh, obviously, we started the podcast trying to show that fathers and daughters, it's a conversation that people can regularly have and uh, hopefully reaching out to families or young families that want to be talking talking about football more and it's not just exclusively going to be just men talking about football it can be fathers daughters and yeah and sisters and brothers so uh, hopefully people continue to have that conversation and uh, yeah thank you very much people for listening and um, well we won't be back but you can go on and continue to listen to any of our previous episodes